0: Stella Belafonte here, and thank you for joining me at my table on this Tuesday for another Tasty Top Pick. We're going to have an appetizer because I'm greedy. Then there's the main course, which is what brought you here in the first place, and we'll end things with a sweet dessert. Boy, have I ever. I hope you're hungry. Enjoy. Hey, good afternoon. Good afternoon. And welcome to Tasty Topics with Stella Belafonte. I hope you are all enjoying this beautiful holiday season. What I am doing is stuffing my face. For today's appetizer, I'm actually eating Christmas leftovers, and they are so good. Okay, just to start, let you know, um, I do support black business. And this year, since this Megatron virus is upon us, as my current boo says, my family and I decided to keep it close. We stayed indoors, and my cousin had our food catered this year. The caterer that she used is a young woman based in New York City, black woman, and her food is called Chef Couture. It's catering by Chef Couture. Find her on, on Instagram at Chef C-A-T-O-R-E. That's actually cater with an E. At the end, so Chef Couture provided us an entire feast. As a friend of mine mentioned, enough to feed a whole church, and it was just a small gathering. But on Christmas Day, she delivered to us pans and pans of deliciousness. But what I'm polishing off right now at this minute is juicy steamed lamb chops, beef ribs—the sauciest beef ribs I think I've ever had. I'm a pork eater. And I almost skipped the beef ribs, but I'm glad I didn't. They were so delicious. Lobster mac and cheese with some of the biggest chunks of lobster meat I think that I've ever seen in a lobster mac. Um, peas and rice, asparagus, and some garlicky buttered string beans. Now, she provided quite a few other dishes, but this is what I'm eating today. Then I'm going to have uh, my favorite red zinger tea, cookies. And enjoy the rest of my night. I hope that everyone out there has been safe and enjoying the holidays. Again, we decided to keep it close in 2021. For Christmas, my family usually, you know, will go out to dinner. You know, we do Thanksgiving at home, all the big cooking and everything. But this year, again, with this variant and this mess and, you know, living in New York City, we just wanted to stay low. Home is where the health and wellness is. So as this holiday season covers us, what I have noticed is that with all of this pandemic mania and talk, one thing that has not stopped is all of these wonderful ads for vacations. Oh, when I'm on Instagram, all you see is couples living and laughing and loving in some of the most beautiful destinations. I'm not talking about getting flued out on this one. I'm talking about those real vacations where you fly away with the one that you know and think you know, you've planned this, whether it was for weeks or months, or even if you just jumped up and said, babe, let's go. And you're getting on the plane and going to places where you Enjoying floating cocktails and room service, good sex and sunsets on the beach and blue skies and even bluer water. And it's the best thing that ever happened to you in your love life with the person that you're with. And then on that second day, as things progress and you're on your way to dinner and you're looking all good, you turn and you look at him. And you realize that this man has done something or is about to do something on your vacation to piss you off. And then it happens, which is what brings us to the table today. By the way, a table for one, because with this pandemic, I do want to keep it safe. I miss my girl, Trissy. But I need her to stay safe. I want to be safe. You know, I don't want us to be sitting and, you know, chilling and talking to each other about topics with our mask on. That's no fun. So again, this is a table for one. Let's feast. Today's topic is whether or not you've ever had a vacation blow up. Now, the very first blow up that I ever experienced on a trip with a man is back when I was about 31 years old. Now, if you remember last week's topic, I discussed my interactions with older men. Well, this man decided to fly me to Las Vegas. He had a timeshare out there. And I was really excited because at that point in my life, the only place that I had been to with a man on an airplane at 30, 31 years old was Texas. And going gone to Texas one year with the love of my life to spend Thanksgiving with my bestie and her fiance at the time, who was now her husband. Yay, her for for black love. And um, it was nice, but damn it, it was Texas. So when I got with this man and he presented to me in a brochure, that's when brochures was popping. He laid a brochure, he showed up at my job, laid a brochure in front of me and said, here, think this over. His birthday was coming up. He was a March Aries. And I looked at the brochure. and He had all of this Vegas excitement circled. And then he explained to me that he had a timeshare in Vegas. And that he was going to book our flights. And we were going to go. Oh, my goodness. I was so excited. Like, oh, yes. Me and my man going to Vegas. I was ready. Ooh, tasters. I was ready for a good time. All I could think about was blue man group, show girls and you know possibly, you know going to what is it? with all the mountains and shit. It's going to come to me. Um you know what I mean? The Grand Canyon. I thought maybe we could wait, make our way to the Grand Canyon and you hear about all of the gambling and casinos and I, I couldn't wait. And mind you, you know, I had been one or two places, but again, I'd never been to Vegas. And I actually had um I got a couple of family members that were living in Vegas at that time. In Nevada and I'd never been, you know, so this was a big deal to me. It's like, yes, me and my boo flying to Vegas. It was a nice long flight, about five hours. Oh, you wanna laugh? And all of my young silliness I thought that you could bring sandwiches on the plane. Now, look, I packed juice boxes and sandwiches. And they took them away from us at the airport gate. It was funny. You not know, I didn't know. So anyway, we get to Vegas. We arrive. As soon as we step off step off the plane, it's hot. It's sunny. Ooh, I couldn't wait to get to this timeshare so that I could... Don't want my bathing suit and show off. Oh, these were my skinny years. Yeah, at age 30, 31, I was skinny, honey. And I was too cute and I was ready to show out. So we get off the plane, hit the strip. And as soon as we hit the strip, we got a drop off. As soon as we hit the strip, the first thing that he does is look at me in all my excitement and say, Listen, I need you to calm down. Bring it down a notch. I know we in Vegas, but we out here to relax. Huh? Heart, stop, joy, done. It's, I- I'm already tight. I'm like, okay, we're in Vegas. And I got a man telling me to calm down, which I had an issue with. Because I'm definitely not a calm person. I'll tell anybody, I'm not the life of the party. I am the party. So you telling me to calm down, you already raining on my goddamn parade. Well, you know, I tried to bring it down a notch. Now he's walking ahead of me. I'm walking one or two paces behind. You know, I'm walking like a tourist, looking around at everything. Can't wait to get into whatever it is there is to get into. And this man is walking as if he's on his way to a job interview. And, you know, he was annoyed. I don't know what the annoyance was about. He didn't seem excited. It was like, well, damn, it's it's our first night in Vegas. So anyway, oh, let me rewind. So our very first night, what we did was we had our taxi just drop us off at one of the casinos on the strip because we had gotten there pretty late, maybe about 10 p.m., Vegas time. And he didn't want me to miss any excitement. He said, you know what? Tomorrow's a new day. Let's have some fun tonight. And we actually did start off having a nice time. We hit um, a couple of the hotel bars. Oh, then he tells me, you know, I'm not out here to gamble. So it's calm down. Take it easy. We're here to relax and we're not here to gamble. (laughs) Okay. So what did I do the first night? I drank a lot. I drank a whole damn lot. And then, you know, we went back to his timeshare and that put a little fire under the pot that was boiling. It was pissing me off. It's like, okay, we called another cab or got in a cab. And as we were riding, the strip was beginning to disappear. There were no more lights, no more big buildings, no more casinos, no neon. It's getting dark. You're hearing crickets. It's like, well, where the hell is this timeshare? This timeshare was nearly an hour off the strip in the middle of the desert. When we arrived, it was unfinished. It was a working construction site. This is where he had this timeshare at in a building that was still being worked on. So there were active cranes and drills. At that hour, it wasn't going on, but you could see the setup. So I knew that um, instead of bluebirds waking me up in the morning, I was going to be woken up to the sound of drilling and cement trucks. I didn't like that. So we get to our timeshare. Actually, you know, the room was beautiful. But when you looked out the window, there was no view. Uh, Everything was facing a construction site. And um, I was starting to burn. So, you know, we did what you do the first night. We had the sex. The sex was the sex. You know, Um, he fell asleep on me first. So I jumped in the jacuzzi and sat with some bubbles, drinking wine, and excited about the next day. So the morning after, we have to call a cab again to take us to the strip. Oh, oh, no. Rewind, rewind. We actually sat poolside. There was a pool in his timeshare that was ready, Uh even though... You know, it was an unfinished site. And we sat poolside for a while. And I'm going to be real with you. My boo at that time was being really fucking boring. You know, there was really no such thing as selfies back then. Like, you know, he just wanted to take pictures with his damn... um, Shit, it might have been a a, a disposable Polaroid. Just taking weak-ass pictures, you know, with his gold chain and his hairy chest. And, you know putting up the peace sign for everybody to see, like just being old and corny. You know, I wanted to splash around in the pool and have fun, and he didn't want to do that. Well, I I didn't come out here to get wet okay, so we're not out here to gamble. You want me to calm down and get at the pool, but you don't want to get wet. Okay, I'm steaming. So you know what I did while we were poolside that very first real day in Vegas? I fell asleep. So maybe about I don't know how long I was asleep, but I did feel a poke in my arm. He had really gotten annoyed with me for falling asleep. Who comes, You don't come out here and fall asleep on me. That that that's tacky. That's what he told me. It was tacky. I'm like tacky. Well, why, damn it, we weren't we weren't doing anything. Come on, let's go change and hit the strip. So you know, I wiped the coal out of my eye and the crust off my mouth because I definitely had taken a good nod. Again, we weren't having fun. Go back to the, you know, upstairs to the timeshare, put on some clothes, call a taxi, hit the strip. The first thing that he does on the strip is give me a list of what we ain't doing. You know, we not spending money on all these shows, you know, basically he wanted to do all the shit on the strip that was free. They had like some light show at one of the hotels every couple of hours, um, he thought that we could just enjoy the street performers like, you know, the fat Elvises that were singing and, you know, all the people who run up and down the strip in Vegas dressed like superheroes and Marvel comic characters. Like, put it this way, anything that involves spending actual money booking or making a reservation, he was not with that. So we spent our first real day in Vegas, literally just walking up and down the strip, staring at stuff, going in and out of hotels and casinos and enjoying the free alcohol that you're supposed to get when you're gambling. So, you know, he made sure I had a couple of dollars to hit the slot machines. But again, he made it a point to let me know that he wasn't there to gamble. Uh, Okay. So we're drinking. Um, I'm trying to gamble, win a couple of dollars, and have a good time and We were just walking, walking through- B- Vegas, and I just felt myself steaming. You know we hit a buffet. It, you know, he's being choosy about what to eat. Now, this is a man who has several bad habits, let's just say. he, When it came to um, recreational drugs and alcohol, he had no issues there. You know, he knew how to turn up and have a good time in that regard. But when it came to eating, he was one of those that would want to get to a buffet in Vegas and then get picky about the choices. There's no broiled chicken no steamed vegetables you know i I eat clean, I think at that time people were talking about clean eating eating healthy, so while everybody else is indulging in snow crab legs and you know fried chicken and pasta and you know the dessert station, he's looking for the um you know the the sauteed chicken livers and vegetables and prune juice, and um he was really pissing me off so again. As we go along, the day's getting more and more boring. Now we're starting to wind down. It's dinner time. This man says to me, well, we're going to go to the supermarket and get us a couple of groceries. And I couldn't believe it. Las Vegas, my first real night when I wanted to have dinner and enjoy myself, he had us standing at a Kroger in Las fucking Vegas, buying groceries. What did we buy? He bought a couple of steaks. He bought a pack of chicken thighs, some vegetables. And our first real night eating in his timeshare, uh, he had me cleaning chicken. He had me cleaning chicken for the preparation for the next day. And on the first night, he was seasoning steaks and broiling steaks in the oven. And making vegetables. And that's what we did in Las Vegas. I cleaned chicken and ate home-cooked steak in a timeshare. Sipping on cheap wine and um, sliced garlic bread from Kroger. It was hard for me to sleep that night. I couldn't sleep. I was angry. And you know what? I picked the fight with him. That was it. There goes my first Vacation blow up. I gave him all the goddammit's. What the fuck is this is. I can't believe this shit. You would get me as far as fucking Vegas. To have me out here cleaning chicken. And eating home cooked steak. Not even grilled steak either. You know his timeshare. They had like little casserole dishes. We was eating casserole steak. In Las Vegas Nevada. An hour off the strip. On our first real night in Vegas. That was it. By the next day, it was pouring down rain. I was angry. We went to a little casino that they had within the timeshare area. We got into it even further. And you know what? That was it. We um, I went back upstairs to the room. Packed my bags. Went to the casino by myself. I separated myself from him. Called the dude that... um. I had been seeing before him that you could call a, a trick. You know, that that's what it was back then. Like, he was somebody that I could dial up for anything. You know, um, money from my pocket, uh, you know, rent money, bill money. Even if I hadn't seen him in years, he was there. I called him and said, Daddy, you got to get me out of here. I'm with this old corny man, and my feelings are hurt, and I need you to get me on the first plane smoking out of Las Vegas before I end up doing something to get me arrested. So he was about to make the arrangements to fly me back to New York City when my man at the time followed me into the casino and found me and said, you know what, let's work this out. Let's go back to the room, talk this over, and work this out. We only got three more days here. Let's enjoy. And you know what? I stayed. I stayed the three more days with him after the blow-up with little mini explosions in between, and we did not have a good time. The lesson learned that day is that, A, I needed a do-over. I couldn't wait to get to Vegas again. B, that I was never going to travel with this man again. And C, that um it was very likely that when we made our way back to New York City, that we were going to be breaking up. So let's talk about how these blow-ups on a vacation happen. I feel like one of the biggest things is, over fantasizing and dramatizing in your mind what's going to happen on this trip. Especially if you've A, never been on a vacation before, or never been away with this particular person. It's like you watch all of these, especially nowadays, you watch all of these videos and post on Instagram, all of these perfect couples. You know, you maybe take screenshots and cut and paste and Photoshop your images on top of the images of the couple that you've been following. And you feel like, yeah, when I get out there, you know, that's gonna be us. You know, I feel like maybe sometimes Our expectations are too high when it comes to vacations. Um, I would say going on these trips without a real discussion. Let's go back. Remember this man said to me, first and foremost, that we were not out here to gamble. We were out here to relax, calm down. These are very key words. Who goes to one of the most exciting places on the planet? To relax and calm down. Definite vacation red flag. That's how a blow up happens. Okay. um, Let's fast forward to, again, my last big, strong, tall, grown up relationship. Um, I was with a man, again, who we were living together and we were falling apart. And in the midst of falling apart, he said to me, you know what, let's go on a couple's trip. So it was he, I, and some friends from work decided to spend a weekend in the Poconos in Pennsylvania. And, um, it was for his friend's birthday. Actually, one of his best friends that he had been working with on the job for 30 years who had, he was close to retirement. So it was a celebration. He bought his girlfriend, um, another bestie it is, bought his wife. And then it was me and him. I was so excited. This, honestly, as old as I am, was my first actual couples getaway, and I was so happy. You know, we got rooms at Mount Airy Lodge in the Poconos Mount Airy, if any of you know about it. That hotel has been around for years, and I was just nervous that when we went, that it was going to look like an a episode of The Jeffersons, because I remember for years, Mount Airy hadn't updated anything, but you know what? They finally did, and it's beautiful. Beautifully renovated, nice pool areas, you know, good buffets, casinos, everything nice. So we get there. First night that we're there, here comes the steam. Instead of going out having a good time, the men separated from the women left us women in the room to ourselves to drink and mingle and get to know each other. Awkward. I don't know these women, but I guess... Um, we sat and we drank, uh, one of the women on in the group was actually going through something with her husband, unbeknownst to us. And she chose that time to vent, to get drunk and vent about all the things that she and her boring ass husband, as a matter of fact, her husband was the birthday boy. (laughs) Oh yeah. It was, he, he was the reason for the couple's trip. Um, so she chose this time to over-drink and overthink That was no fun. There was another young lady who had issue with, I'm going to keep it a stack, my sexiness. I couldn't get any real conversation from her. It was just a lot of staring and, oh, so you like to show out. I see that's what you're wearing when we go out tonight. Oh. Like, that wasn't fun. And then there was just another young lady who was just so happy-go-lucky about everything that she was getting on my fucking nerves. Honestly, it's like she didn't see it the way that I saw it. So I didn't even have an ally in this bunch of dry women. So anyway, again, this is a birthday weekend for my boyfriend's friend. And it's supposed to be a couple's weekend. There were no reservations made. So our first night we were trying to figure out where we were going to eat. We ended up at damn ass Ruby Tuesday. Ruby Tuesday. We jumped on the road and drove from Brooklyn, New York. To the Poconos to eat at Ruby Tuesday. Who schedules a getaway for couples with no reservations for dinner? Come on, not even a nice hibachi restaurant, nothing. So we are having dinner at Ruby Tuesday. Um, There were things that we wanted to do, like, you know, the ATV and stuff like that. Uh, It was closed because it was a holiday weekend. I forget which holiday it was. Might have been, it was some holiday weekend where things are uh, closed, like government buildings and shit. Uh... The most fun thing we did was go to the gun range. I had never been to a gun range before. So that it was really a good time. But um, my boyfriend was getting on my nerves so bad during this damn trip that I wanted to actually just turn the gun on him. And just, I mean, not saying I wanted to shoot him, but near him, around him, something. So basically, he chose this couple's getaway to be boring. To just agree with his friends for being boring. He didn't want to take pictures. So there were no memories. He was another mister. I'm not here for that. I'm just here to relax. Like as fun and bubbly as I am. It's like God. Why the fuck do I keep ending up with these relaxed niggas? And it really broke my spirits. How about Mount Airy Lodge. Has one of the most beautiful swimming pools at Uh, You know, a Poconos, Pennsylvania hotel. And we didn't even make our way poolside. That is such a no-no for me. I told the girls, hey, let's put on our swimsuits. Go sit by the pool. Have some drinks. Never happened. You know what my man says to me? Babe, you know, don't worry. We're going to go swimming before we leave here. I'm like, nobody is talking about going swimming. You don't stop talking about going swimming. Nobody wants to swim. I want to go poolside. So that was that trip. And then let's go back before that, a few months before that, when I thought that we were happy. um, We are going to Mexico. And, oh, this is what could go down on a vacation to cause a blow-up, too. I blew up on him there, too. I should have known that, you know, our demise was coming. Because he was really not for me. He was not my type, not my speed. And we really just didn't get along. This is one thing that could happen on a vacation to cause a blow-up. You got to be mindful of. Men can drop bombs and surprises on you as far as their personality when you get to your destination. He did this to me in Mexico. When we got out there, he just started acting real embarrassing, like a freakazoid weirdo. There was a portion of the hotel's pool area that was supposed to be topless. It was like, okay, if we see it, we see it. If we don't, we don't. We got downstairs to the bar area of where we were staying at our resort, and all of a sudden started doing this strange dance, like, yeah, where the titties at? Where the titties? Where's the topless area? And it was a group of young women that were looking at me as if to say, sis, I feel for you. That's your man? Like, I was so embarrassed. Like, who knew that he acted like this? This was Mr., you know, Usually, he's a little bit reserved, but when we got to Mexico, it was like live from New York, it's Saturday night, and I couldn't believe how he was acting. So, let's just say I gave him a good old blowing up when we were in Mexico on our second night. We didn't even sleep in the same bed together. He actually left me in the room so he could go downstairs and party by himself. You know, he hit the dance floor in the club area by himself. I hope he found the topless area that he was looking for, but he got on my damn nerves. So yeah, that's it. But in closing, I just wanted to say, you know, just when you're planning a vacation, be careful because blowups will happen. I feel like these are things that need to be discussed. And also what needs to be discussed is whether or not you can come back from it. Because I feel like after a blowup on a vacation, it's, Usually you're not in a position to just jump up and fly or drive off home. So you need to put your shit together as a couple and work it out. You know, even if you sleep separately or don't hang out together, you don't want to spend the entirety or the remainder of your vacation In anger and pissed off at each other. You know you can plan to never travel together again. But you just don't want to be mad. And that's a lesson that I learned. So anyway. To end today's tasty topic. I'm going to read a letter from a listener. Who's asking. Have you ever felt violated during sex? Not as far as actual violence. But has a man ever did something during the sex act that made you feel like you? Ooh, boy, have I ever. I certainly have felt violated. When I was about 33 or so, my boyfriend at the time had a pit bull. He was one of these N-words that was so in love with his pit bull. His pit bull was like family. You know, people in the neighborhood knew his pit bull by name. It, it, it was fucking annoying. Like, I like pets. I'm actually a pet lover. I love dogs. I love cats. But I also do understand that pets are not people. And let me tell you where I'm going with this as far as feeling violated during sex. Well, there was a time where he and I had gotten so close that he would actually come to brooklyn and drive his pitbull when he came to brooklyn to see me and bring his pitbull with him so during sex i would say to him why well, can't you know a studio apartment but you know my door my kitchen if it didn't have a door on it there was a way that he could have kept his dog away from us during our intimate acts chain him up put his leash on time to a door something anything So here goes the you that made me feel violated. When we would have sex, he wouldn't tie his dog up. And when things would get hot and, and jumping, the fucking dog would just, I guess, get excited and just jump on the bed, too. So now, instead of enjoying the rest of the sex act, he's fighting with the dog to get off the bed. Get off the bed. Get the fuck off the bed. Like... Violated, Like, hell yeah, I felt violated. I couldn't believe it. I'd never been through any shit like this. You know, I, I wasn't into, you know, I-, I was already in my 30s. Like, now I'm in my mid-30s. I'm about 34, 35 at the time. It's like, damn. You know, I thought my days of dealing with men that, you know, was loving pit bulls and fighting dogs and shit and breeding dogs for a living. I thought that shit was over. I couldn't believe that I had a man in my life that was in the shit like this. And yeah, I definitely felt violated. Oh, and as a bonus violation, he didn't know how to eat pussy. He was the worst pussy eater on the planet. Let me be honest with you, he ate pussy so poorly that to this day, I actually do not enjoy receiving oral sex. He was a biter. He was a terrible biter during oral sex. And as far as he was concerned, there was something wrong with me. That's why I didn't enjoy it because he had been with plenty women in his life and had never gotten a a complaint. So yeah, sex with him was actually a a whole violation. So thank you for um, asking this question to my tasty topic listener that sent this question in. It was, this was a good one. You really brought back some shitty memories. Well, anyway, I'm going to end it here again. Thank you for enjoying yourself at my table if you have any other tasty topic, subject matter that you would like me to explore or touch on or, you know, just shoot around, please send all questions, requests, subject selections to Ms. Ironbox at gmail.com. Again, that is M-I-Z-I-R-N-B-O-X at gmail.com. I want you all to stay safe. During this holiday season, mask up, keep away from the pandemics and the pandemics, you know, these variants. Keep them off you and um, keep the dogs out the bed. No vacation blow ups. Have a good night. Good afternoon. Bye.